This is Sports Beat KC, the Kansas City Stars daily sports podcast presented by Big O Tires. It's Monday, October 21st. Here to break down what Burke Holter and Reed had to say are Chiefs beat writers Herbie Teope and Sam McDowell. I'm your host, Blair Kirkhoff. All right, so uh, first, Kendall Fuller fractured his right thumb in uh, against Houston didn't play against Denver and was operated on in Los Angeles on Friday by Dr. Shin. Um, he returned back to Kansas City Sunday and started rehabilitation. So uh, that's one you didn't know about. And then uh, just to address Patrick Mahomes, um, you guys saw the the game and the video. Um, Dr. Paul Schreppel um, reduced the dislocated patella uh, we had x-rays at the game that came back negative. We did an MRI Friday here at the facility, and that turned out as good as we could possibly imagine. Um, he's worked all weekend here. He's done rehabilitation, did uh, extensive um, pool therapy here at the complex, um, has done some stuff in the athletic training room, and is progressing nicely. Uh, as I've talked to you guys over the, the years here, every, every guy's different. And um, every injury is different. You saw that with Tyreek, how we how we manage that, and um, we do this with all of our players. So uh, we'll manage Patrick accordingly, and and uh, he's right in the middle of the process. So I appreciate your time. That was Chiefs trainer Rick Burkholder discussing injuries to Kendall Fuller and Patrick Mahomes, and we'll get to Fuller's injury a little later. And also, you'll hear from Chiefs coach Andy Reid on the quarterback situation. He spent a lot of time fielding questions about Matt Moore. Mahomes' replacement and likely starter on Sunday night football against the Green Bay Packers at Arrowhead. You know, guys, um, even before Rick Burkholter said um, about uh, Mahomes' MRI that it, quote, turned out as good as we could possibly imagine, even even before he said that, it sounded like this whole thing has been sort of an optimistic tone God, ever since he left the field Thursday night in Denver after the quarterback sneak. I mean, every piece of news that has occurred since then has been, you know, it's just not as bad as it looked, and he could come back sooner. And so what everybody wants to know is, uh, when's he coming back? Do we have any – are we any closer to that today than we were over the weekend, Herbie? No, we're not any closer to that. And I think um, when we specifically asked Andy Reid, is there a timeline or do you have a targeted date, he immediately shot that down. And he kind of reinforced what Burkholder said. You know, every player is different. Every player's recovery time is different. And we all know this from the Tyreek Hill situation where it was week to week, and that's exactly what it was. It was week to week. Despite some of the reports that are out there that Mahomes could be back in three to six weeks, the Chiefs are stopping short of putting a definitive timeline on it, and and rightfully so. We're talking about the franchise quarterback here. Don't rush this guy back. If you feel Matt Moore is the guy who can lead you through these murky waters while Mahomes gets right, then that's what you need to do. And and the Chiefs aren't going to put a definitive timeline on this, and that's the way they should approach it. There's a there's a headline on the Stars website right now, Sam, that um, Chiefs will not rule Mahomes out for Sunday. I think that's probably a little too optimistic, but technically that's a correct headline. Yeah, he was asked about that, and but he, he said it would be a stretch for Mahomes to play Sunday. But it was just – I think that question was warranted because it showed the flow of the first five, six minutes of that press conference were that optimistic about this guy to where it was like – well, wait a minute. He's out Sunday, though, right? Because um, it's just so bizarre the way that 
that play unfolded, I was fearing the the worst on, on their behalf, of course. But, but still, ending. yeah, yeah. I mean, you, we thought when it happened that okay, so he could be done. done. I right. mean, the way the players reacted, Travis Kelsey even said in the locker room after the game, it, it, his knee didn't even look like a knee. I think was what he said. Everything pointed to worst case scenario at that moment on Thursday night in Denver. Now all of a sudden, he was asked today, could he play the next game? I mean, so regardless, we've we've seen that this is going to be best case scenario. So if you're a Chiefs fan, you're thinking, could he miss three or four weeks? I don't care which end of the timetable that is. You should be thrilled with that because the bye comes in four weeks. And um, but something I, I think we should address is. Andy Reid didn't necessarily say it's he's going to be looking ahead to what's coming next week to decide whether or not he's ready to go in that particular week. It's just, is he ready to go? And if he is, they're going to use him. Yeah, um, and, and we'll hear you'll hear Andy address all these specific questions in the in the second part of the of today's uh, show. But w- when it happened, I. I thought like you did. Uh, I think we all had the okay. Season's over. This is this is the the injury we always feared for in, in the short career. Patrick Mahomes, uh, the season ender. Right, so okay. So after the game, we, we hear it's not going to be that bad. So now your thoughts st- turn to playoff scenario, right? And and for sure, winning the division and wh- where would he be for the playoff? And, um, and and I've been asked constantly since last Thursday, what should the Chiefs do? And I'm I'm somewhat torn between having Mahomes play the moment he's available to play and try to win every game you can possibly win or taking into account with his ankle, you know, the ankle injury, yeah. do you give him sort of a little extra time to to get this right? And if that's a difference between bringing him back for third game which would be at Tennessee, after that is the Mexico City game and then there's the bye week. I, I don't know. Should the Chiefs be willing to, um, you know, kind of sacrifice a win, perhaps, or or two, sacrifice record and playoff position to make sure that Patrick Mahomes is a hundred percent? I think they should, and here's the reason why. When you, I think if the AFC West was a little bit more competitive, then yes, you want to secure as many wins as possible. But if the number one seed is not your top target right now, because the playoffs is kind of like the NCAA tournament. You get in and then let the chips fall where they may. And if would, would you rather let the chips fall where they may with a banged-up Mahomes or a 100% healthy Patrick Mahomes? I think we've seen throughout the course of history, if you get into the playoffs, anything can and will happen. All you got to do is look back in the last decade or so with the New York Giants. They got into the playoffs, weren't the, weren't the, the steamrolling team that you like to see going in there, but they had momentum at the right time towards the end of the year. And they went and went on and won the Super Bowl. So I think in that scenario, if you want a healthy Patrick Mahomes and you want the best shot to win the Super Bowl with a healthy Mahomes, then you got to hold him out until he's absolutely ready. I'm going to agree with Herbie, but on a qualifier, it de- it depends on how they do in these next few games. If if they go zero and three with Matt Moore, I think you got to look at bringing him back before the bye. My my. hesitancy is the same as Herbie's which is is the ankle and like you mentioned Blair is the ankle also still going to be an issue and is it going to factor into what kind of productivity you're getting late in the season because right now the inclination for me is sit him out till after the bye week give him an extra week uh, and what is that that's four games four games Mm -hmm. and you you go with Matt with more four games if I, I 
and again hitting on something Herbie said, but I think if you win one of those four games, you're still going to be in the driver's seat in, in this division. Um, but something else to point out is they won in New England last year in the regular season. They lost in New England at home in the playoffs. So there's all this talk about home field advantage in the playoffs and putting a priority on it. I don't think it matters as much as as it did 10, 15 years ago, back when the Chiefs were actually getting in the playoffs pretty regularly. Well, look at both championship games last year. The road team won in both yeah. cases, right? The Rams and the and the Patriots. Um, another another factor here is the uh, the backup and the the backup to the backup. Right now, Kyle Shermer would be. Let's just assume Matt Moore is going to start and play uh, against the Packers on on um, on Sunday night. Kyle Shermer is now going to be the backup, who you know has you know, was a you know an undrafted free agent, uh, never taken a snap. But on, he's been on the practice squad this year. You know, I look. The Packers have pretty good edge rushing. I, I could, you know, there's a possibility Matt Moore could go down in, yeah. in a game, and you're left with a player like Kyle Shermer. Not that that. So that that to me, that begs the question: Should the Chiefs? Have looked at a you know a, a a veteran replacement, and would Chad Henney be back in time to maybe be that person? Can they get through a game, one more game uh, without Chad Henney on the roster while he's on IR? He would be eligible to come back after Week Eight, which is this week. Um, is that a possibility that we're looking at Matt Moore for at least one game as a starter, then they bring Chad Henney back for the Vikings game, work him in? The Chiefs won't. Wouldn't start Henny, I don't think, cold. But but if this thing went on for the month that we've talked about, the four games, I could see a scenario where Matt Moore starts against the Packers and the Vikings. Henny's back, and maybe he's the guy, more experienced guy in the Andy Reid offense for you know the next two games. And that's a big – but I will say that. The concern here is – and I think – I believe Andy – now I know he did it. On Friday, Andy Reid said he hasn't even started throwing with the team yet. So right. That's right. How much rust has, has Chad Henny – accumulated over the last couple of months because he hasn't thrown a football since August. But he didn't have have training camp. Matt Moore didn't have training camp. But Matt Moore's now had, what, uh, you know, a a game and a half, three quarters of a game under fire, you know, on the road, and and did a pretty decent job, right? I mean... He he did a decent job, especially when you consider the fact that some of the receivers said they haven't even caught a ball from him yet. So that yeah. that's that in itself is pretty amazing that he was able to complete ten and nineteen passes for one hundred seventeen yards and a touchdown. That the touchdown obviously come on a fifty seven yard bomb to Tyreek Hill. But here's the thing: going into Week Eight, if the Chiefs are one injury away to Matt Moore from inserting Kyle Shermer into the game. You got to think that maybe, maybe they are going to bring in a veteran. Uh, Tuesday is usually workout day. And so Tuesday, we'll find out if they did work out a couple of veteran quarterbacks. Whether they sign one remains to be seen. Um, I believe Andy Reid, no, Andy Reid did say that he does like the way Chad Henney is progressing, but. You know, our own Sam Mellinger reported last week that he's still a few weeks, quote, a few weeks away. So even though he's eligible to come back week eight, doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be ready to practice by week nine. So we'll have to wait and see how this plays out. But I think the Chiefs, if they're wise, should bring in a veteran because, again, that scenario exists. Freak freak um, injury for Patrick Mahomes. What happens if a freak injury occurs to Matt Moore? Now you're turning to Kyle Shermer. I don't think that's that's what the Chiefs want. You don't want to turn this machine over to an untested uh, rookie. No, you're right. You're you're right. Um, so I did did a little research and actually did this in the second half of the game on Thursday night. 
This hasn't happened to Andy Reid often in Kansas City, where he's had to go to a, a backup quarterback. It happened a few times in Philly with Donovan McNabb and and from and Michael Vick, but at Kansas City with Alex Smith, there've only Alex Smith was really durable here. The poor guy who you know has had 17 surgeries on his leg yeah. for the for the broken leg that he yeah. suffered, you know, last season. He was incredibly durable here. Missed four games. Three were coaches' decisions. You know, it was basically the playoffs were, were wrapped up, and I'm sorry, two of them were coaches' decisions. Playoff spot wrapped up. Chiefs uh, Chase Daniel started two of those games. Uh, they they lost to the Chargers. I bet you covered that game. Yes, Herbie. I did. <laughs> Out in San Diego, mm-hmm. Chiefs should have won it. Suck up missed a field goal that would have yep. won it in regulation. They end up losing it overtime to a San Diego team that needed that win to get into the playoffs. Um, the next year, that was a coach's decision. Where I'm sorry. The lacerated spleen that was discovered uh, with, with Alex Smith forced Chase Daniel to play the last game that year. They beat the Chargers 19-7. to And then in 2016, Nick Foles started a game uh, for an injured, had a concussion, uh, Alex Smith. The Chiefs beat the, the, the Jaguars 19-14. to And then the coach's decision at the end of 2017 was Patrick Mahomes playing for, for Alex Smith. Yeah. Chiefs won that game in Denver. So... If, it seems to me if there's any coach in the NFL who can get a guy ready on short notice, who can scheme and plan and coach up a guy, it's Andy Reid. Do you think? Yeah, I, I think that um, the system's in place for Matt Moore to succeed here. The concern is that he did miss preseason. He didn't play in preseason to get the sort of snaps in the offense. And the players, like Herbie said, told us after the game that he's not getting reps with the ones in practice either. Only Tyreek had caught passes from this guy, and it was just because he was on scout team as he worked himself back from from that shoulder issue issue he suffered in, in Jacksonville in the opener. So to me, it's the chemistry with the players is the bigger concern than uh, how they're going to – they've got 10 days here as well, and that, that's something that's going to be important. So Andy Reid's going to have the right scheme in place, along with Enemy's help, to sort of cater to Matt Moore's strengths. I'm not concerned about that issue at all, but the chemistry with wide receivers is something you only get by th- getting thrown into the fire. So they don't have that yet. That's something we're going to see exactly what they have. And that's a fantastic point when you mentioned the timing because Andy Reid runs a West Coast-style offense, which is predicated on timing. A lot of these routes are based on timing. So if Moore's timing is off, obviously the the wide receivers are going to not make the catches, and then the offense is going to stall. So the timing is essential. And the the one thing I will say, re-watching that game against Denver, if there was a hiccup in Matt Moore's game, it was the tendency to look at one guy. And one of Patrick Mahomes' most underrated strengths, because you look at the athleticism, sure, it jumps off the page, but his most underrated strength, I feel like, is his ability to go to second, third, and sometimes even the fourth read on a play. I'm not sure how much of that Matt Moore's going to have the confidence in doing, because he didn't do a whole lot of it in Denver. And sometimes Mahomes isn't even looking at those third, fourth, and fifth <laughs> options. <laughs> oh, that's right. All right, you guys, we're going to have a lot more to say about this. Uh, on Thursday, when we come to you from a Big O Tires in Kansas City, we'll, we'll break down the game a little further. We'll have a better idea about the position. We'll have talked to Andy Reid on, on Wednesday. Um, and we can also talk we'll, – we'll have a, a better sense of the other players who are on the injury list. Kendall Fuller, who we mentioned earlier with his broken thumb. Uh, Eric Fisher, Sammy Watkins, and Chris Jones. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Sammy Watkins play this week. He was a limited Me Yeah, I mean, to, Andy Reid sort of acted like all those guys could potentially be in the mix, except for Andrew Wiley. I correct. thought he sounded a little bit more pessimistic right. and, about. And, and he went from week to week to now these guys are day to day. Yeah, <laughs> so that's huge. <laughs> They're getting better. 
Okay, uh, Herbie Teope, Sam McDowell, thanks a lot. And when we return, you will hear from Andy Reid. We're going to play his entire uh, press conference today, which went about 10 minutes. When it comes to saving you money on tires, nobody does it better than Big O Tires. Like saving you up to $120 on select sets of Goodyear, Yokohama, Pirelli, and Continental tires now through November 3rd. That's $70 off instantly, plus up to $50 back by mail-in rebate when you purchase using your Big O Tires card. Hurry into Big O Tires and see how much you can save. Big O Tires, the team you trust. For the location nearest you, go to BigOtires.com. Hey, it's Blair. Hey, we have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners. Unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Stars award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns we have to offer. And it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. For your convenience, your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at $50 unless you tell us to cancel. A lot of subscription services won't tell you that. They'll just sneak it on there. We just told you. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star. Please visit KansasCity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. Welcome back. And here's Andy Reid. And we'll just see how things go here in the next few days as we get ready to play. Uh, Green Bay. So we look forward to the challenge of playing uh, the Packers. We we know they're a good football team. Matt's done a nice job with that with that crew, and um, which was evident yesterday against a, a good Raiders football team. So um, and then Mike Pettin uh, has that Bob Sutton connection there, and so um, he's doing a good job with uh, with their defense and. Um, so between the two of them, that uh, they're they're playing good football. Anyways, with that time's yours. What are the challenges of Yeah, so we'll see how it all goes. But we have a lot of confidence in Matt, and um, just having known him for a short period of time, really. Uh, but also knowing what he's done when he's had opportunities to play. So uh, he'll get himself ready to go, uh, which he does every week. I mean, he's he's relentless with that. Um, even when Patrick was was healthy there, so he he had, uh, spent a lot of time getting himself ready to go. So. Andy, I, I'm sorry, Andy, I know you mentioned in the uh, book conference Monday sort of the transition that you thought was pretty as close to seamless as you could from one quarterback to the next with Eric Bieniemy. Just in more detail, what went on to it that led you feel like you guys were as prepared as possible for such a situation? I think it's the, the way Matt goes about his business. Yeah, so he uh, he works extremely hard at, at that. He doesn't get a lot of reps in practice, so he stands in the back. You guys have been out of practice, so you know, but he stands in the back and goes through all the different motions uh, as if he's actually playing there. And so, um, you know, as, as well as you can be prepared, he he does that without being being the starter. I know it's. Um, somewhat difficult when a guy comes in sort of week one and tries to learn the offense as you go, but just how much do you think you build the confidence in him and him understanding and sort of feeling comfortable with the playbook from week one to where we are now? Yeah, so he came in just right after that last, uh, that, that third preseason game, just before the last uh, preseason game there, and, um, and and so it's been a short period of time, but he's 
he's uh, digested what we what we're doing and uh, and done it well. He's been around long enough to where he's probably seeing most of the things that we we do are close to it, individual route wise at least. Um, so he uh, he's picked it up well. I, you know, sharp kid. And you go back to your time in Philly, but also in your early years here, you've been able to get some good play out of your backups when they've had to play quarterbacks. What, what's the key to, to all of that? What, what's the, the key to getting a backup ready to play at a high level? I think, I think it's the player and their relationship with, uh, with the coordinator and, the, and their coach. And, um, and so we've had good coordinators here, and we've had good quarterback coaches. And... Um, and we've had good players, uh, which which helps. And that's the way it was uh, where I was at other, you know, whether I was at Philly or, or here, it was that way. Um, so um, those guys dig in and they they learn. Um, that's not an automatic that that happens, that they play well. That's not it. You've got to work extremely hard at that. And so Matt, uh, you know, Matt's going to have to put a lot of time and effort into to this week, uh, like he does every week, and get himself ready. For you to to know that you have a quarterback you haven't worked a lot with to go into this situation, does it put more on your plate to try to figure out what he's comfortable with and then go from there, or how does it change your view? Well, you hope you've done enough studying on him before that player gets here to kind of know their strengths and weaknesses, but um, it doesn't really put more on your on your plate as far as that goes. We've got enough in the offense where I might be able to get you, you know, give you a couple of plays, BJ. All right. <laughs> Coach, first is um, Patrick is progressing nicely. How much of a definitive timeline do you have or is there a target date that you would like to see him potentially get back? Yeah. So all these guys are different. You know, the way they the way they do it, I don't think you put a timeline on this thing. I, you know, I, I, I think you just go and you take it. You know, as, as you go off his uh, how he feels and what the doctors say, and and, and go with it. I, I don't think there's a set time, though. I know people want a time. I, I don't think you can do that with this injury. We've heard. I've seen a lot of reports and stuff like that. You mentioned that you didn't, on Friday you hadn't seen Ian in the building when he was doing reports on how long this could be. Time like is he ruled out for this week though? Yeah, we're going to just see how he does, and uh, you know, I'd probably say it'd be, you know, be a stretch for him to get there. But it, it's he's working hard, and you know, from the information that we've we've had this to this point, um, you know, he's he's doing what he can do, and and we'll just see see how it goes. And uh, uh, but we're going to get Matt ready to go. On the other hand, so you know, that's uh, you know, that's where we're at right now. Coach, what have your conversations been like with Patrick? They've been good. I mean, he's listen. I mean, if you when you've been around him long enough, you you know that there's nothing is impossible with this kid. He goes 100 miles an hour, and it's important that um, uh, you know, and he's smart this way. But it's important that he listens uh, to the doctors and the trainers, and that he continues to work hard at the same time and get himself ready to go. So he's doing all the things that he can possibly do. And Rick, one reason I have Rick talk is so he can tell you about all this. And and uh, those guys, they, they spend a lot of time together. So we'll just see how 
see how it all works out. And when you're missing a guy like Patrick, if that's going to be the case, um, do you have to guard against tendencies for the other guys not to sort of stretch beyond you know their assignments on plays and to just to stay with the offensive <coughs> guy there? Yeah, I think we, you know, Matt gives you the confidence that he can come in. It's not going to be exactly like Pat's. I mean, they're all different. Every player is different. So, um, but. I think just because he's been around a long time and had success, that, I mean, people, in the way he handles himself, people have confidence in him. So, but it's important that he does his, he, you know, he continues to be Matt and that the other guys continue to be themselves and let's just go on with the week. You never know what what's going to happen one way or another. So. A couple more. When you're trying to weigh any player, <coughs> is, it, is it different if you've got someone who is it? franchise-type quarterback when you're trying to think about not just Sunday night's game or next Sunday's game, but on down the road. Yeah, so I know I get it. I've been asked that over the years, and what we do is we just do the right thing. We, we make sure that the player is is able to play, and then as opposed to playing all the games with that that you might think or people might think, we just we're real with the whole thing, and if you can play, you can play. If you can't, you can't. And, and so... I expect the next guy to step up and play, and um, and I've been fortunate to be around good people that brought in good players and been able to do that. And that way, you don't have to get into all the who do you play next and this and that. I mean, how do you explain that to a player, a team? Well, we're not going to play this guy because uh, we think we're going to be okay, but next week, we, you know, we got to really win. I, you can't do that, right? I mean, that's it doesn't make sense. So as opposed to getting into all that, we go out and. Brett busts his tail to find good players to bring them in so we don't have to get into all that stuff and, and the politics of the game. And you can just go play. If you're healthy, you play. If you're not, you're not. You know, so. You end up in a position where Kyle is going to be your backup uh, behind Matt. Uh, what, tell, what have you seen so far that tells you that he's ready for that position? Yeah, well, I, I mean, he's worked, worked hard. Um, he's obviously young and doesn't have a ton of experience. I mean, that, that would be the negative part. The positive is that he's... When he's had opportunities to play in the preseason, he did well. I mean, he made the team, and um, you could, uh, you know, which is a big, which is a big thing. So, um, if that's the direction we go, we go. I mean, Brett deals with all that, and um, so. But he's, he sure, he sure put together a nice preseason. If that, if that means anything, we we have no, you have no data, and I have no data on him. Uh, playing a regular season game, so it's, that's uh, the unknown. Last one, Nate. I know you mentioned before Sammy, Chris, um, even maybe Kimbo. Is there any optimism that guys might be ready to practice coming up through this week? Yeah, we'll see. Well, I mean, we got a couple of days here, so we'll see. Um, I'm, I'm, again, that's something I don't – I just – listen, if you're if you're there, let's go. And if you're not, then, then you're, you're not. But if you're if you're ready to go, let's get in there and go. All right, thank you. Thank All right, you thanks, Chip. Thanks to producers Leah Becerra and Kathy Liu for putting together today's show. If you have the time, give us a rating and review. That helps us grow the audience. That'll do it for today's episode. We'll be back on Tuesday for another edition of Sports Beat KC, where we talk sports in Kansas City on a daily basis.